Hello and welcome. You are listening to Resiliency, a podcast that takes an inside look at enhancing the vitality and resilience of field workers. From experts in member care to frontline field workers, our guests will bring you their experience, their lessons learned, and always something practical you can take away and use to increase your resiliency in cross-cultural life and ministry. Co-hosts Silas West and Steve Finley are just one part of an ever-growing and strengthening net of member care in the Antioch movement. They want to see Matthew 24, 14 happen and do everything they can to help field workers have the kind of resilience that enables them to make it for the long haul. Hey, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to Resiliency. This is a podcast dedicated to enhancing field worker resiliency, and I'm one of your hosts, Steve Findley. And I'm your other, Silas West. Yeah, we're going to be using today's inaugural episode to give you vision for why we've launched this podcast, and we're going to share a little bit about what we're doing First, Silas, why don't you introduce yourself? Well, Steve, I am new to Waco. I've only been here for about two years now, uh, but I am not new to member care. I've been a licensed counselor for the last five years, and I have about 20 plus years of overseas experience as an MK and as a field worker. Mm. For the past 10 years, I've been working in member care, which has really opened the door for me to be a part of all that we're doing here in Waco and AMI. How about you? Well, I will say as a former MK as well as a a former M as well (laughs) as a now pastor and member care provider, you are well qualified for what you're doing. Um, I'm thrilled and thankful to be able to be serving alongside you as team members. We, Susan and I and our four kids came here to Waco and to Antioch nearly 11 years ago now after serving internationally for 19 years And nearly all my years overseas were pastoring in the local church. So God's blessed us, I think, to be able to take both overseas cross-cultural life experience as well as pastoral experience done while living in the nations and really combine them here um, in Waco and at our organization in order to see to it that field workers who are living and ministering in the nations are well cared for and supported. Silas, we're using this inaugural episode of Resiliency to introduce the podcast and let listeners know what they can expect. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Okay. Well, Steve, each episode is going to be about 30 minutes long. Mm -hmm. It'll be a conversation with a guest and on a specific topic that's geared to helping equip and enable cross-cultural workers for greater resiliency, sustainability, and longevity. All right. So there it is. Helping equip and enable cross-cultural workers for greater resiliency, sustainability, and longevity. That's right. So for example, in our next episode, we've interviewed Mike. He and his wife, Stephanie, have been in the movement for 20 plus years now. They've served in Southeast Asia for more than 15 of those years. Mm -hmm. And they are amazingly adept at cross-cultural adjustment and adaptation. Big time. Mike and Stephanie have definitely learned through trial and error and their troubles and triumphs a bunch of keys to making it cross-culturally for the long haul. Silas, we can't say all that about Mike and not whet the appetite of the listeners with at least one of those resiliency builders that they've incorporated into their daily lives. So here's Mike from that interview. I would say when you start enjoying the whole country, you start enjoying relationships, you can laugh at jokes. Uh, I remember someone told me that language learning is a stress reliever. And what they meant was that the deeper you go in language, you go beyond the shallow levels of relationship. Where are you from? How many kids do you have? And you start 
getting into real relationship with people, and that takes language. The more language you learn, the more you actually enjoy local people, and they don't look like targets for your ministry or just a possible national partner or your strategy or your training, but actually people that you enjoy. That was a gem right there, Silas. That sure was. Yep. So we're going to end each episode with at least one takeaway that you guys can use to enhance your own resiliency, just like that one and many more that Mike's going to share in the next episode. Oh, yeah. And we'll drop a new resiliency episode every month. We want each episode to be informative, interesting, and helpful. We're going to get real and dive deep into some heavy topics, but we'll also have fun along the way. Yep. So I know that we've been getting pretty excited as we've talked about the potential topics we plan to cover, like this first interview we have with Mike on cultural adaptation and adjustment. Yep. I love the um, kind of the byline that we've given it, uh, surviving and thriving in the transition from home to host cultures. We also are thinking about doing one called Living in the Fire Without Burning Out, as burnout is such a big topic uh, in member care. I know. I get to talk to a lot of people who are dealing with burnout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about Sabbath and rhythms of rest? Living from Sabbath and not towards Sabbath. That's good stuff. And then uh, sharpening our apostolic edge through contemplative spirituality. And that's one that you will take the lead <laughs> on because I might call it contemplative, contemplative. spirituality. <laughs> Um, reversing the shock of reverse culture shock, you know, I mean, a a big part of being on the field is actually that you come off the field and we're looking forward to just sharing how do we not, uh, just, you know, spin our wheels when we're back stateside also. And I don't want to ignore the, the reality of depression, anxiety on the field as a mental health professional. I know that those are real issues. So we want to talk about depression and anxiety. Yeah. Great. Um, you know, team conflict's so huge in this type of work that we're dealing with here, cross-cultural ministry work, and we're going to be having a session on becoming better and not bitter mm. as you do team life. And uh, another one, Silas, that I think is going to be very interesting, and we're going to interview uh, a, a guy, I won't mention him right now, but interview a professional in this in this area of mental health, and that is, why is resiliency in general on the decrease in society and in the world as a whole. Yeah, that'll be a good one. And uh, suffering and pain. We're going to talk about that gift of suffering that nobody really wants to Mm. find in their mailbox. (laughs) Yep. And then keeping it light in a heavy world. Yeah, and hear from some people in that episode who uh, live on the field and have found ways for their family just to really have, you know, a ton of fun along the way. So those are just some of our topics. That's right. I mean, we've got a... Big array of things that we have in mind for the Resiliency Podcast. You know, when talking about being more resilient and making it for the long haul on the field, Silas, it brings to mind something I'll I'll never forget. It was 2010. Our organization was uh, having our international conference we call ICON up in Colorado that year. And we had determined before going to Colorado that we would um, honor and really appreciate and, uh, and give a special time of recognition to people who were going to be returning from the field. They were either, that icon itself was the end of their time with our organization, or in the months just after that, they were going to be closing up their lives on the field and returning to the U.S. So this whole thing of, um, of reentry. And we had prepared quite a robust list. I mean, a lot of people that year were saying, 
that their time on the field was done. They sensed that the Lord was um, leading them to re-enter. And uh, we already had a long list, Silas. And I remember so distinctly that morning I was up on the stage. I think either Jimmy or Kevin, a couple of the leaders in our movement, were leading us into this time of honoring and recognition. And my phone was just blowing up. And a couple of my colleagues in the room were texting me names and saying, hey, I think we forgot so-and-so. They've also said that they're going to be re-entering. And, and then another one would come and say, don't forget to mention so-and-so. And by the time that time of honoring and appreciating these field workers who were re-entering was done, we had called the names of 50 adult field workers 50. for our organization. Wow. And I mean, I'm talking maybe we had 150 on the field total at that time of adults. And we were... We were welcoming back 50 workers and, you know, no, no harm, crime or whatever else in making that decision to re-enter. But I had to look at myself in leading this ministry of member care and say, something's wrong with this picture. I mean, why do we right now have 50 people this summer who are, who are re-entering from the field? And so, you know, I just, uh, at that time, I, I just said, what, you know, what can we do? What uh, what can we begin to do to enhance field workers' resilience? Um, I think we've done a few things through the years, and now we're trying to do more. You know, through resiliency, it's our goal that that the resources and the conversations that we share here, and where we have all these guests who can bring so much to bear on this subject, that we can reduce preventable attrition. And that's what that's I was thinking word. about. Yeah, I was thinking about that at that icon. I was thinking. How do we reduce preventable attrition and increase the emotional and the spiritual vitality of our field workers, you know, at every stage of service, pre-field, on the field, uh, throughout the year? So whether you're a veteran or you're in your first year, we think you're going to find this podcast to be helpful. So, Silas, why don't you tell our listeners well, what you found out about this matter of podcasts, especially ones that are geared specifically toward field workers? Well, actually, Steve, I haven't found out a whole lot because there's not a whole lot out there. Okay. That's why we're doing this. That's right. After a pretty thorough search, it seems there's not a whole lot out there on field worker resilience or even on the broader topic of member care. Yeah. There's a lot of websites with resources and, and network opportunities, but just very few people are having these kind of conversations. Okay. At least not that we could find. And yet, field worker resiliency is such an important topic for us to be talking about in, in order to fulfill the Great Commission. Yeah. I mean, you know, Silas, I've, uh, I've heard experts um, in DMM and in CPM training and, uh, you know, read as well as heard personally. These guys uh, are sharing with us that it's a fact, it's a proven fact that in order to see these most, most unreached of the unreached, these hardest of the hard to reach cultures and people within these cultures, that, uh, you know, it's been proven that a field worker being there for at least eight years is the average to catalyze church mm -hmm. planning movements among the most unreached, you know, the unengaged, unreached people groups. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's big. Longevity is big. So that's why we're doing this. That's right. Yep. The, the world that we're sending people into, the unreached world, is not really becoming an easier place to live in. Not at all. And the environments, unfortunately, that many of our field workers are coming out of or coming from 
is becoming ever more removed from the kind of factors that often develop resiliency. Hmm. Parents are, are doing more and more to hmm. remove obstacles from their kids. Yeah. The kids don't learn that word grit. Yeah. Yeah, grit. So in other words, the demands of the unreached world require greater and greater resilience, but those who are being sent have less and less opportunity to develop that resilience. Okay, yeah. So resiliency, that's that's this podcast. It's taking a look at this reality and turning that formula on its head. We want to help you, the field workers, take the difficult situations you face and make them opportunities for increased longevity instead of challenges that send you back to your home country. Exactly. You know, uh, grit, I love the word too. You know, it's possible, it's even likely that we're this far into introducing the Resiliency Podcast and we're not even totally sure what um, resiliency is, right? So (laughs) here's our working definition of resiliency. It's the ability to endure and bounce back healthily from difficulties, adverse conditions, or change. Hmm. So size, it's the idea of springing back into shape after being stretched and strained. A simple, a simple synonym is just that word elasticity. It's where we ask the comms team here uh, in Waco to develop a logo for us that had the idea of looking elastic. So we've got that stretched out looking icon for our podcast. You know? Like a balloon. Like a balloon, <laughs> like a rubber band, like a whatever you think of that's stretchy and springs back. You <laughs> springs know? back. So, yeah. you know, some of the words that represent the, the type of emotional and mental and spiritual and physical resilience that we're talking about more clearly are words like toughness, like hardiness, strength, and your favorite word, grit. grit. Yes. I remember you saying, all my kids will run cross country because we're developing in them grit. So well done. Good parenting. <laughs> So all of those words, hardiness, toughness, strength, grit, they all uh, focus on the ability to withstand stresses. And we know, we all know, that cross-cultural life and ministry has way more than enough stress. In fact, Saez, tell us about the Holmes-Ray stress scale and how it informs us in this area. Sure. Uh, Dr. Holmes and Dr. Ray developed a scale that measures a person's stressors, and identifies when a person is at risk of mental health or heart problems, mm-hmm. mental health issues or heart problems, mm-hmm. due to the level of stress that they're facing. So in this, this scale, the average American should score below 250 right. in order to be considered healthy. Mm-hmm. However, Holmes and Ray discovered that the average overseas worker, normal, their, their normal baseline is typically 600. So 250 for American life in a is sense. actually at risk. Okay, two fifty is at risk for like American life, mm-hmm. and then the average field worker is already at a baseline of six hundred on a stressor scale. Yep, good grief. And here's the, here's a it goes a little further. It, a first term missionary, so people who are dealing with uh, just yeah. the initial all adjustment, the stuff, yeah, and language learning, and right, learning all the new stuff, yeah, having had to let go of mm-hmm. their old culture, their their home culture, and embracing a new host culture. So, what about them? They usually score a thousand. <laughs> oh my goodness. A thousand on the stress scale. Yeah. Well, Again, there it is. We don't baseline. want you guys to get depressed that are listening to this. You all know <laughs> this is happening. You just didn't know what your measurement was. That's right. So clearly there's a need for increased resiliency. And that's why we're doing this podcast. Absolutely. And, you know, we want you guys to know that though Silas and I are, are Antioch, Waco based from day one, our vision for this podcast has been for it to be a resource for both all of the Antioch movement and even beyond that to all who are Great Commission 
workers. So we're going to be drawn from a vast pool of member care resources from within our own movement, even with out, even from outside the movement. And hey, many of the guests that uh, we're going to be having on this podcast are going to be people that you guys know that are listening to this and you serve with. And here it is. We may even ask you. So get ready. Be on your toes. <laughs> yeah. So we just, this is one way this is going to become an interactive resource. And uh, yeah, so people don't have to be Waco-based, Waco-sent, or even Antioch-sent. Uh, but we want people who can really help in this area of enhancing field workers' resilience. So that's what resiliency is all about. Encouraging, supporting, and helping you, the field worker. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or whatever platform you prefer. Give us a rating. Leave a comment. Tell us how we're doing. And if you feel like this was worth your time, share the podcast with your friends. Yeah, absolutely. So that about does it for this introductory episode. Just wanted to introduce to you resiliency, wanted to define the term, wanted to tell you why we're doing this, give you some vision for it. And uh, yeah, just we want you to tune into our next episode where we're going to be joined by Mike. And we may even get a little nugget or two on cultural adjustment from his sweet wife, Stephanie. Um, Our conversation with Mike, by the way, is going to be especially helpful for any of you who might be in your first year or two and or if you have newer workers uh, who are there as a part of your team. Steve, what do you think about me leaving our audience with a little teaser for the next episode? Oh, absolutely. Go for it. Okay. Well, just like we said, adjusting to a country is hard work, Mm -hmm. especially if you're scoring 1,000 on a stress scale just as a norm. No kidding. It requires leaving behind what you know and all kinds of emotional, social, and even physical points of reference so that you can learn a whole new series of points of reference. Okay. But adjusting to another country isn't the same thing as adjusting to another culture. Wait, say that again. All right. Adjusting to another country another country, isn't the same thing as adjusting to another culture. Okay. One, adjusting to another country, takes learning a lot of new information to replace old information. Mm-hmm. Old information out, new information in. Yep. The other actually takes surrender, mm-hmm. a willingness to lay your life down for another. And in this case, we're talking about a whole other pe- people group. Mm-hmm. In simpler terms, it's one thing to learn to order the right kind of curry on the menu. It's a whole nother thing to learn to appreciate, might I even say love, the people who eat the curry. Oh, that's good, man. That's good stuff right there, Silas. So, guys, if this leaves you wanting more, join us for the next episode of Resiliency. Resiliency.